SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Coming up in a moment, we will be talking to Christian, uh, one of the Christian leaders who are traveling to Bethlehem for Christmas in solidarity with Palestinians. And also after seven o'clock, not giving up on the bully, traditional leaders in the Eastern Cape are concerned that a new phenomenon is threatening the sanctity of the age old sacred custom. Murders of initiates initiates during the initial uh, initiation ceremonies. It's something we touched on when we spoke about this. When was this Wednesday, th- uh, Tuesday, Wednesday? And we're going to talk to Nkosi Mpumlanga Chasiso, chairperson of the Eastern Cape House of Traditional Leaders, and ask him about this new phenomenon, this new thing that is happening. It's you know, we hear about the death of initiates because of dehydration, malnutrition, uh, and and maybe some of the botch surgeries as well. But this is a new thing: the murder of initiates during that initiation ceremony. We were hoping now to talk to the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa. Uh, We want to talk about how they are changing things there post-COVIDs. I'm blaming COVID for a lot of uh, um, our PRASA, and we will hopefully in a moment speak to the spokesperson of uh, PRASA and get an update on what they are going through. Uh, they say they're going to spend, you see, this is the irritating thing about this. And I've spoken about, the, I can't remember where I spoke about this, but you know, we, we talk about state capture and we talk about, uh, I guess they're blaming the lockdown and COVID, where people during that COVID period, criminals were stealing cables, stealing infrastructure, uh, and and really just making Prasa unworkable. Now they have to spend 4.6 billion rand. They've turned it around as a positive. So Prasa is going to spend 4.6 billion rand, create 6,000 jobs in the process of recovering its rail network, which was destroyed during the COVID-19 pandemic. I think we can blame a little bit more than, than just COVID. Let's talk to Andiswa Makanda. She is the spokesperson of Prasa. Some good news stories, Andiswa. Um, blaming COVID-19, I get it, it but it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a legacy that Prasa are having to turn around here. Yeah, good morning. Um, there's a lot of work um, that we're doing, and you're quite right. It is good news um, for Prasa and the general public as we are recovering the passenger rail um, network and restoring some of the services. And you look now, um, just before COVID-19, we were operating around 40 corridors. And just after COVID-19, when the devastation of the network happened, we were just down to four corridors. And now um, we started the recovery of the rail infrastructure and the stations. And now we're looking at 27 corridors of the 40 that have been recovered and restored. Almost 9,000 security-related incidents in a year. What is the current state of security on the network? Uh, I think also to put context, um, the security incidents not, are not just on Prasa, but the entire uh, um, for, for, for rail operators that will include Transnet and Houtrain. Um, we have, uh, as PRASA, increased um, security visibility, boots on the ground, um, and, and so we are seeing a reduction of um, security incidences, although there are attempts, but we are seeing a reduction when we started implementing the integrated security plan, working also with the SAPS, and various law enforcement agencies, um, we're starting to see um, a reduction in security-related incidences. Uh, I live out west. I'm going to ask you specifically about the west train. How's that looking? Because a lot of the east and a lot of the Pretoria lines are up and running, which is great news. What's it like going out west in Johannesburg? Oh, that's correct. I mean, we're pleased to know that work has started to recover the Johannesburg to Ransom team line. Uh, We're starting with the substations 
that were badly vandalized, and then we're going to start replacing the overhead electrical cables and um, do some of the other work, uh, including Perway, to restore um, the Johannesburg to Rantantin line. It sounds a silly question. We're using electric locomotives. I get it. They're fantastic and they're cheap. Can you not just put diesel locos on those on those routes? Um, the problem is um, is that it, the, the network has been badly vandalized, even the station. So right. for you to run a service, you also need to have stations where people can come and buy the tickets and hop on and off at a station. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But we're also rolling out the new electric uh, motor units, uh, multiple units. I don't know if you've seen those um, new trains. The that pretty blue ones. Out. The pretty blue ones. Those <laughs> need the electrical cables. They need to be powered um, by the overhead right. um, traction equipment. Okay, and the diesel ones are obviously diesel. They make a lot of noise. They're they're expensive to uh, run and uh, and are polluting. That's correct. And we're we're not using um, the diesel locomotives because we as part of our modernization program, we mm. want to start rolling out um, the new uh, uh, um, high tech trains on our uh, corridors that we've recovered. One of the old you know the old days of taking the train. The, the, it was hazardous. It was dangerous. Criminals on the train. Is that being repaired and fixed as well? Have you got security guards on trains? Security has been the biggest issue um, for passengers who have told us that um, the reason why they don't use the train anymore is because of the issue of security. We've increased the security on board our trains and on our platforms and stations, and people are starting to see um, security visibility, and that's one of the biggest comments, uh, a feedback from the passengers, is that it's the cleanliness of the train and the security uh, inside the trains. That's what uh, stands out for a lot of people who are using the new trains is that the security is highly visible. They're feeling safe. They can use their phones on the train. They can mm. use their laptops on the train. And that's the improvement uh, that we are reintroducing uh, when we are recovering and restoring the services. Let's talk about uh, other parts of the country. Durban, what is the, the current state of trains in Durban? We are recovering um, Durban. Um, you know, we've, we've restored services on Cato Reach, Umlazi, um, Guamashu, and now we're bringing back um, Durban to Pine Town, which is what the public have been asking for. If can you restore Pine Town to Durban, and that's the service that we're bringing back. And down in the Cape, uh, there's that central line that's been a, a bugbear for a while. It has been a bugbear for a while because of the uh, occupation on the railway tracks, which has made it difficult for us to recover the central line. But, you know, it's just to, to know that we've managed to recover some sections of the central line from Cape Town to Langa all the way to Nyanga. And just by simply asking um, the, 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 the people living on the track, on, on the railroad tracks to shift back while we work on the permanent re- relocation of those households. And so now we've started um, relocating some of uh, around 891 households so that we can recover from Nyanga all the way to Chris Honey and Captain's Claim. And uh, that will include Mitchell's Plain and Kayelicha. So the, the relocation that is currently happening will allow us to recover the rest of the central line. And I guess with the long-distance trains, much fanfare, was it last week, week before? What is the, are, they, are they rolling? Are they getting to their destinations on time? Um, yes, um, there have been challenges with the long-distance services, Shoshaloza Mail, and quite because um, of the issue of reliability of the locomotive um, signaling that has been manualized, and, and so that adds to the delays of the journey. It's the 
manual authorization that we need to get. And I've been right. listening um, to the passenger saying that the train kept um, got stuck several times. It's not that it got stuck, it's that we, the train needs to stop for authorization before mm. it could proceed. And sometimes, you know, we have to allow for another train to move in the section because as per regulation, one, uh, only one train is permitted to move uh, in a section. And so that adds to the journey time and, you know, the perception that the train kept getting stuck. It's not that it was getting stuck. It's that it has to stop at various signal uh, uh, sections to allow for uh, um, the the process uh, where we get authorization to proceed. And sometimes that could take 20 to 30 to 40 minutes, um, especially if there needs to be another train that needs to be allowed to make way uh, uh, because it is a shared network. We're sharing the network uh, in some areas with our metro rail. We're sharing the network also with Transnet. And so uh, because of the regulations, we, we need to adhere to, to, to those regulations for the safety of the trains. All right, we're going to have to leave it there. And Diswa Makanda, thank you very much. She's the process spokesperson joining us this morning. What's your experience on the trains? Are you taking trains to and from work every day? You, did you do the long-distance trains? Let us know. Uh, 086-000-2032. Or you can send us a voice note on 0614-104-107.